subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripod's blogs community at tripods.com. Jerry's Place for canine amputees and their people. or at tripods.com slash chat. This is our first show of 2014, and we'll be hosting Tripod Talk more frequently in the coming months, so please subscribe to be notified of informative interviews with veterinarians, rehab specialists, veterinary oncologists, and more. We're kicking off this year by talking with three Tripods members to learn about various treatment options available when faced with a cancer diagnosis or amputation for your dog. Please visit the Tripod Talk forum at tripods.com or visit the links below this podcast for their complete stories. Lori will tell us about her decision to provide palliative care for her St. Bernard Chuck. Karma will discuss, Bre- discuss Brendel and Adelaide, her two tripods who lost limbs to, for different reasons, and we'll learn from Linda all about Tucker. Ladies, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. It's so nice having you here. This is Renee, everybody, and um, it's it's really exciting having you here because, you know, we always talk to professionals, but we um, rarely get a chance to talk live to other tripod parents and hear their own experiences. So, so thank you for interrupting your Saturday and being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you. Anytime. Awesome. Anytime. Well, we really appreciate it, and so the next 30 minutes are going to fly by, so we're just going to jump into some questions here, and uh, we're going to uh, talk to each one of you individually at first, and then if we have time later, we can just have a big party, uh, <laughs> but uh, Lori, let's start with you. Um, can you tell us about Chuck? Yeah, he um, was a very large St. Bernard. He was only five. Um, started limping. We thought it was probably at first just the onset of um, just natural progression of a big dog and big aches and pains. And um, immediately they suspected osteosarcoma. Um, and uh, from the get-go, our, the first vet that we saw was um, pretty unsure whether or not he'd be a good candidate for um, amputation. So she um, gave us some just different options of who to talk to, um, different specialists, ranging from um, uh, local universities and um, local oncologists and surgeons. And I talked to pretty much everyone she recommended and then some. Um, it was kind of dis- discouraging because without even seeing him, there was a couple, um, several veterinarians and different practices that were pretty unsure whether or not that he would be a good candidate just based on his size alone. Um, so finally I decided to have him um uh, looked at by a uh, surgeon that's in our area, 
and he was in great shape. I mean, we walked him probably two miles a day. Physically, he was a very healthy dog, minus, like, the cancer, but um, he was very um, weight-forward. He, you know, had huge chest, huge head, um, whatnot. There was one surgeon that, in the beginning, he was, he basically said he'd be willing to try it, but he made no guarantees, and kind of, it scared me, basically, and that's basically, ultimately, why we decided not to amputate, um, just because we didn't have any really solid um, opinions whether or not he'd be a decent, not great, but even decent um, candidate. Sure. So so from there, we decided to talk to an oncologist and look into other um, treatment possibilities, um, palliative care. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that word right, but... Um, and sure, yeah. With the just um, pain management alone, it didn't seem right to us because we were terrified also of him fracturing, which, you know, in the long run he ended up actually doing, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, we really wanted to do everything we could to try to prevent that from happening because that was one of our biggest fears. Um, Mm -hmm. So we ended up going along with the route of the oral biphosphonates and then chemo to try to slow the cancer growth. Um, and in terms of that, that, you know, ended up actually working out well. His tumor didn't grow very much at all from the start, and um, from start to finish, it was about five and a half months that we had him um, and that he battled and whatnot. Um, but in the end, the biphosphonates just didn't work on him, and when he did fracture, it was kind of funny because we, we had noticed he had started moving slower. We were concerned about that, so we had him x-rayed. And because um, it was right around the time that he was going to have his chest x-rays anyways, and sure enough, he was fractured, but we didn't realize it because he was eating and he was playing and but walking on it and running on it. So mm-hmm. when we realized that he was fractured, we, again, we, I went to another surgeon, had him evaluated by that finally, um, and her ultimate opinion was still at that point, because we were even considering amputating at that point still. Um, mm-hmm. he, they just thought that because he was still putting so much weight on it that he needed the leg. So um so that's why we we decided to just kinda call it a day and, you know, it was it was a good ride, you know, but uh Yeah. Um, that's ultimately why we decided not to amputate. So <clears throat> Yeah, you know, we we always tell people it's not always the right decision. I mean every dog is different. Every dog has a different story and um when it isn't the best decision for a dog. Um, we just always want people to know that they're supported and, and they can still come here and, and, and talk to other people because, um, you know, the, the palliative care option is, is out there. And um, I've we've seen it work for many dogs like Chuck, and it does buy quality time um, as long as you're consulting with a good group of vets like you did. I think you did an amazing amount of research, and, and it shows it really paid off. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, and it's, I didn't take just, like, one person's opinion, too, and I think that's really important, you know. I mean, in the end, uh, you know, there's really no regrets with especially bone cancer, I feel, no matter what you do or choose, you know, and as long as, like, you're putting your dog first, and that's kind of what our thought was, but it was more important for us to have a lot of opinions, you know, and um, and then go from there, you know, and, and decide our path. So not an yeah, easy choice, we, for sure. Right, not not easy at all. But as long as you have other opinions from from board certified professionals, at least you can feel better about the decisions that you you do have to make. And so so we really encourage people to follow Lori's example and 
and get out there and, and talk to others. It's not always cheap, but, um, you know, it, it really it, it'll help you feel better in the long run. Um, I just want to let people know um, we do have a caller on, on hold right now, and we want to let you know that we'll uh, answer your call in just a minute. Um, but remember, you don't have to call in just to listen to the show. You can go online to blogtalkradio.com slash tripods to listen in. So um, anyhow, uh, Lori, would, would you say that um, you would do it the same way again? Um, it, you know, uh, or why or why not? Um, can you tell us how, how you feel about that? Truthfully, I mean, if if it were a different dog, I would have no qualms about um, amputating at all. And that's definitely what this whole experience is, has taught me. If it was Chop again, just because of the mm-hmm. way things ended up happening, and he and he really did show the surgeons that he probably n- wouldn't have been the best candidate. Um, I, I think I would have done it the same way again, um, just because I think, like, when we first started, if things had gone wrong or whatever, and, and um, you know, some of the stories that one of the surgeons had talked to me about was he had amputated a extremely large dog like that, and he never walked again, and that was probably a small example of what could happen and whatnot, but that was my fear, and that was a huge fear of mine, you know, and mm-hmm. at that point, we weren't ready to say goodbye then, you know, so we needed that right. five months to process it all, and for us, that's kind of, you know, it's, you know, we, I know it sounds selfish, but um, he had a great five months, and we had a great five months with him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do it again. That, that him, isn't selfish sure. at all. <laughs> um, yeah. That, no, that's that's awesome to hear. Um, I, I like your confidence there. That that really um, sounds like everything paid off. So, um, thank you so much for sharing your story, Lori. I hate to jump ahead, but um, we're now uh, ten. Thanks. Um, so we're ten minutes <laughs> into the hour or half hour, and uh, we're going to talk to Karma next. Um, Karma has an interesting story. Um, Karma is the uh, tripod mom of, of two dogs. And um, Karma, can you uh, tell us, first tell us about your first tripod, Brendel. Yeah, no problem. Um, so Brendel was a, uh, a medium-sized pit mix, and she, I had had her, rescued her when she was about five months old. And she was getting up in age. She was about 12, and she started limping. So I had taken her in thinking it was arthritis, and the veterinarian took his x-rays, did some feeling around, and he said, you know, I think it might be something in her bone. You know, let's let's look at this further, come back tomorrow. So, of course, I ran home, did Dr. Google. Um, cancer and bone cancer came up right away, and I just kind of knew in my heart of hearts that that's probably what we were dealing with. And so I did, like, a ton of research until 1 in the morning, and I'm, I'm glad I did. You know, the panic never is good for us, but at least um, mm-hmm. when I took her back in and we got the bad news that it was osteosarcoma, I had a lot of questions and I, I had some little bit of knowledge to kind of wade through uh, all the deciding factors with that particular vet. And mm-hmm. his recommendation was either palliative or amputation, and he didn't have any experience with... Um, oncology care you know so I asked you know what were other options was there radiation was there chemotherapy and that's when he was at least uh, uh, smart enough or nice enough to refer me to a specialist and awesome. I took Brandel to, to the specialist and we talked about chemotherapy and the amputation and at the time I really wasn't sure about amputation for her because of her age she was in great health um, mm-hmm. good spirits 
But being 12 years old, I was really, um, she had already slowed down a bit, so I was cautious about putting her through something like this in her golden years. And, you know, I had done a little bit more research. I hadn't found tripods yet, but I saw a lot more examples out there of dogs doing well with amputation. And when I talked to the oncologist, uh, they made me feel a lot better about it. They thought she was a great candidate, and I said, let's go for it, and we, we did the amputation the very next day. Uh, fortunately, wow. it, was, it was a good time to do the amputation because during the surgery when they removed her limb, it did fracture. So we're fortunate wow. that it didn't fracture um, prior to the surgery. And yeah, then that's a really in, terrible experience. Oh, yeah, that would have been awful. So the next thing, the next hurdle, I guess, you know, because I kind of think of this, you almost, almost have to take it in steps. What's exactly in front of you? Uh, um, you know, as soon as you get the diagnosis, it's like you want to try to become an oncologist overnight and, and a veterinary mm-hmm. oncologist at that, and that's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, it so, is. So, you know, I, I started breaking it down. We focused on surgery. And then, you know, I took her surgery recovery time to start thinking about the chemotherapy. And I didn't think I'd do it again because of her age. And, you know, you always have that idea that chemotherapy is going to make them sick like we hear with humans. And I didn't want to do that to her. But I did a lot of research. And during that time, I, I found tripods. I found tripods about a week after her surgery, which was great. And just weighed all my options, talked to the doctors. Somebody had made a good recommendation that said, you know, they don't react as poorly to chemotherapy treatment, but if you try it and it doesn't work, then stop. And I thought, well, that was a pretty good approach. So that was the approach I took, and we did do six six treatments of carboplatin, and she went through chemotherapy uh, really well, I thought, She did get tired, and that always bothered me a little bit, but uh, no stomach problems or anything like that. So that was Brendel. You know, the chemotherapy didn't buy us a lot of time, but, you know, we had what we had. You know, you just don't get to choose your path. So um, I did the best I could, and I would do it all over again because all the decisions, I think, we weighed them well. You you definitely did did your research. That's awesome. Yeah. So my other tripod (laughs) is Adelaide. Uh Uh-huh. And I um, was given Adelaide's forum post while I was in chat one night on the tripod's chat room. Adelaide was being fostered in Georgia, and she was a one-year-old husky that had had an injury and lost her leg at five months old. And I had no... uh, (laughs) I had not been thinking about getting a third dog. <laughs> I had two dogs, <laughs> one sick and two cats, and I, it just wasn't on my mind. But something just said, oh, you know, she she needs a home, and I think I could do it. So I met with them, took my two other dogs to meet her, and she's super sweet, very playful. Um, the other thing I had away was that, Bre- you know, Brenda was only a month post-surgery, and I didn't want to upset the the cradle too much with her but it seemed to be a pretty good fit it actually kind of gave a little bit more life to my two older girls and um so i brought adelaide into the home and she's been here about eight months i guess now 
she's a she's a neat girl. We've seen some some really fun uh, stories about her and her blog. Um, <coughs> is it is it different having a, a tripod who lost a leg from cancer versus uh, one who didn't? I mean, what are some of the differences that that you see in the two dogs besides obviously their age? What's it like? Yeah, it's hard to separate a little bit. It's probably age. Um, there's definitely a difference in my personal, you know, how I see and treat and think about every little thing. Uh, with Brendel, with a fall or a mood or slowing down, you know, because she had cancer, everything, every little thing your mind jumps to is this a progression of the disease. With Adelaide, every little bump and bruise and mood, it's like you don't even think about that. You just know that she's this young puppy and she's crazy and she's going to bounce right back up. <laughs> so <laughs> the worry factor is completely different. Um People are amazed with Adelaide because she is so young and in such good shape. Uh, she goes to daycare twice a week. She runs and plays with the best of them and probably more so. Uh, last mm-hmm. week she learned how to jump pet gates, <laughs> and she does it with ease. <laughs> so <laughs> she gets around really, really well. So my only worry with her is just the longevity factor um, because, yeah. you know, Brenda, I didn't need to worry about it being a long time. Um, Adelaide, I want her to have as long as possible without any joint injury or injury to a remaining leg or, um, you know, definitely want to keep her weight good and all of that. And and folks, and, and we have a good way for people to learn how to do that, actually. We have an e-book <coughs> called Loving Life on Three Legs. And one of the reasons we wrote that is because uh, people who have tripods who lost a leg from reasons other than cancer are always concerned about their longevity and, and keeping their joints healthy. So you can go to downloads.tripods.com and check out that book. Um, thank you so much, Karma. I hate to uh, cut you off like this, but um, we're going to move right along to Linda. Linda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We're, we're happy you called us all the way from, from Canada. Um, can no you uh, tell us? Yeah, awesome. Can you uh, tell us about Tucker? Tucker's uh, got his own really special story here, so yeah. go Tucker's with it. Tucker's a nine-year-old chocolate lab. He's a big boy. He weighed, before his surgery, up just over 100 pounds. He's wow. a lumpy lab, so he's had <laughs> multiple lipomas. So mm-hmm. he actually, the, the year before we started this little journey, he'd had two very big lipomas that looked like Hmm, some sort of implant, shall we say, removed from his uh, chest cavity. So other than that, he was very healthy. He loved to go for long walks. He swims. He He's a, he's a great dog all around. Aww. Yeah. Neat. And, and, and so tell us. Story. Yeah, let's let's um how did you know um there was something really wrong and that it wasn't a, a lipoma that you were you were dealing with? Um how did so that all he start, play out? He grew a lump. He grew another lump on his right leg. It was other mm-hmm. foreleg. And it it didn't feel the same. It was harder. It was it seemed to be growing faster than some too. And I looked at it for a while and then I thought, you know, I don't like the look of this. I'm gonna bring him into my vet. And we went in, and she felt it, and she, and right away, I have a, a wonderful, wonderful vet. And she looked at it and said, I don't like the look of this, but I'm going to tell you that I'm going to send you to somebody else. There's a surgeon in the area, and I will always be thankful that this surgeon is in this area, who specializes in orthopedics 
so, and he does oncology, but he's not an oncologist. His specialty is surgery. And I went to him, and he, you know, gave me all the options, and he said, um, we can just do a biopsy, we can do this, we can do this, or we can take it off today. So we took it off that day, not his leg, the lump, <laughs> and uh, it was sent away for, to, you know, for histology. Um, the Friday we went back because, of course, he'd had an infection that turned out to be pseudomonas, so he needed a, um, which is very, very bad. Uh, he uh-huh. needed a different antibiotic. But just when we were about to leave, the vet came back and said, we have the report, path report, and it's a high-grade sarcoma. And I said, what does that wow. mean? And she said, well, we can hope that it won't grow back, but... And I was with my youngest daughter, and she's in medical school, and she said to me, Mom, that's not good. And we were in the car. And I said, okay, I'm not going to worry about it today. So he healed really, really, really well from that surgery. And that was in April of, this, of I guess, last year. By August, the lump was back uh, in wow. full force, probably the size that it was and a bit more again. And it oh was getting gosh. to the point where I knew soon it was going to rupture his skin. So that led me back to my vet <laughs> for, uh-huh. for other than just his regular shots. And it was at that point when we started to talk about other options. And with so you being I, such a, a healthy, strong dog, um, what, yes. what went through your mind when, when they suggested amputation? Um, again, with my, my daughter, I don't know if it's good or bad that she's in medical school, but she had already <laughs> sort of prepared me for the fact that that might be the other option. So uh-huh. to hear it from somebody else wasn't so so odd. And actually, I looked at tripods then because I'm a great computer person, and I thought, I'm going to look now and just, just to, to, you know, I'm not ready for this, but if. Uh-huh. And I will tell you that two days before Tucker's surgery, so it came down to my vet saying, I think he's going to need to have surgery. And I, you know, sat with her crying in her office and said, can you please do this? And she said, he, his, he's a front leg amp. And she said, no, I can't do a front leg. I could do a rear. I don't know. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not a doctor. So, but she said, I can't do his surgery. So we, I went away and I thought, okay, we're going to come. That was on the Thursday. She said, come, you know, bring him back on Tuesday. We'll do his x-rays. We'll do um, all the blood work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, hopefully right away, he can get the surgery done right away. But the Monday night, Tuck decided that he'd had enough of it himself. And okay. I woke up about 2 o'clock to a dog that was heavily panting, and I turned on my light, oh. and there was blood everywhere. Oh and my Tuck gosh. decided that he might remove the sarcoma himself. Oh, my gosh. So that night, we went to the vet, vet Emerge, and um, it was bandaged up. We went in to see my own vet, who, by the way, wasn't positive he was a good candidate because he has mild hip dysplasia in his right left hip, pardon me. And this is where I will say to people, get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Even if you, my vet is wonderful, but she's not a surgeon. And when the surgeon saw all his x-rays, all of everything, he phoned me that night at home and said to me, um, does, does Tucker limp? I said, no. See, here's the difference with the osteosarcoma compared to a sarcoma. He wasn't limping. Um, does he do this? Does he do this? So he said he has no clinical signs, no, pardon me, no functional signs of a dysplasia. He said, so if we hadn't taken this x-ray, you wouldn't know. And I said, you're right, right. I wouldn't know. So he said to me, and he told me a story about his dog who he didn't have the option 
to do a, an amputation on, who he uh, had to put to sleep. And he said, if this would be my dog, I would do it. So the next uh-huh. day, he went in and had the surgery. So four months ago and that day, he had the surgery. Yeah, and today's his anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, four months today. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you, Linda. I hate to move along like this, but we do That's have okay. uh, a caller from the 317 area code. Caller, uh, welcome to Tripod Talk Radio. Can you tell us who you are? Caller, are you there? 317 area code caller. Nope. Going once, going twice. Okay, <laughs> we'll move on to the next call. Is there anybody else there? Nope. Okay, well, that's great. Okay. Um, you know, one thing I want to add to everybody's um, story here is that the one thing that all of these dogs have in common is you each had really incredible vets who mm-hmm. knew their limitations. They understood that you know, I can do this, but I can't do that. You should go talk to this person. And people, we can't emphasize that enough, how important it is to, like Linda said, get a second opinion. Make sure your vet is willing to refer to a specialist if they're not, because that can make all the difference in whether or not your dog has a great future or you end up saying goodbye a little too soon. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy that, that all of you guys um, did that kind of homework. You all seem really like really good advocates. And you guys can go ahead and uh, go ahead and talk to each other if you like. We're always in the chat room <laughs> together, but we never actually get to hear each other. Do you, any of you have any questions for each other? We've already, I think, asked each other tons of questions in the chat room. <laughs> we sure have. <laughs> and I promised I wouldn't say A. <laughs> we told you you had to. <laughs> <laughs> it looks Aww. like we have a call here from the 512 area code. Uh, caller from 512, you're on the line. Did you want to ask a question? I do. I, I do. I have a foster uh, German short hair pointer, senior. She's about eight. Um, she uh-huh. got a, lost her leg um, due to an injury. It's been about a month. She's She runs and she wants to jump and she's great. But uh-huh. I feel like she's doing, she's like curving a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I can't really go out and get all the gear because I'm just fostering her, but I wanted to do some sort of therapy or is it normal or is there something simple or easy or um, not a quick fix, but something I can do with her every day that maybe would help her core without getting a ball. Because as a senior and a straight and a you know rescue, I don't see her getting on a ball that easily. <laughs> but uh, something that uh, would help her or... Am I just seeing things in it? Like, is she just curving just to keep her balance and not to worry about it? You know, there are a lot of things you can do without actually having to buy gear. If you go to our hopping around section in the discussion forums, I just posted uh-huh. something the other day, and it was a, a demo um, of a dog doing different core strengthening exercises on everything from a, a box to um, different things that they saw on the street. It was It was really cool. Um, so go to Hopping Around in our discussion forums, and you'll see it's probably one of the most recent posts up there. It was from, like, day oh. before yesterday, I think. Okay, because I was looking, and everything's about, you know, the recovery over, you know, cancer and everything else. She's just got an injury, but so it, was, it wasn't cancer, but uh, and she's so vibrant. She's so just happy-go-lucky, mm. and, uh, yeah, she's she's going to be somebody who's going to love her. 
And I just want to make sure. Maybe. That right yeah, team. absolutely. Good job. Good job. Maybe uh, Lori, Karma, or Linda want another tripod in their life. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did post a picture of her on the the Saturday post along with that. She's the one smiling. <laughs> oh, cool! So. On our on our Facebook page. Yes. Uh huh. On tripod. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go over there and take a look at it. Now, well, thank you for, so much for calling. One no real quick One real quick thing for core strength. I think I saw in one of um, our threads that someone did a lot of walking through woods with fallen logs and things yeah. like that. And yeah. um, not only is that a real good workout for the person walking them, but as they're maneuvering over logs and around things, that does a lot of core work. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought some that, PVC, that's an awesome pipes and thought I'd do some sort of agility in the back. Would that benefit her or hurt her because of how she's balancing herself? Uh, um, it's, uh, I'm sorry, she not too much. But I bought like yeah. PVC. I was going to have those little agility courses, a little wind around stuff, little jumps, little things for her to do in the backyard. But I didn't know if because of the way she's balancing herself being so curvy, if that would promote it or strengthen her up. I would I, don't want to I do would do that to a really low level, keep any kind of jumps really low. Um, in our gear blog, we have a lot of uh, information about that there too. But, uh, folks, I'm really sorry. We have uh, less than 60 seconds now, so we need to wrap things up. Um, just want to give a great big thank you to to all three of you and, and our caller for being here today and, and learning from each other. This is such a great community. Everybody's so willing to offer support to one another. So if you have any questions at all, please come to tripods.com. Yes, thank you all once again for sharing your stories. Listeners can read more about Chuck, Randall, Adelaide, and Tucker by following the links in the Tripod Talk discussion at tripods.com slash forums. Please be sure to subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for upcoming informative episodes and hear all of our podcasts from past shows at downloads.tripods.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at tripods.com. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts and claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.